Shop here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. We're being serenaded by Dwat Mwat Mai. Wow, my mouth didn't want to make noises just there. Uh, but yeah, we're all here. We're all here for jokes. You can hear Dwat. Dwat, okay, we're started. There we go. There we It's okay. We started. It was lovely and beautiful, and I'm glad. I hope that the Insta people got to watch you and see how fantastic you are. Um, all right, well, we've got a pretty full list. And because our first comic isn't here, Dwight, oh, he is here. Okay, cool. You're I was going to make Dwight go up, but your first comic just walked in the door. Oh, it's the joke workshop, I should tell everybody. Um, four minute sets. We're going back to the original joke workshop. So the first 10 people are going to get just four minute sets. And when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. And everybody, like, pay attention, be nice, everybody. But then at the 11 through 16, we're going to do four-minute sets and then give comments like we used to back in the olden days. And uh, and then we'll finish out with just a regular open mic. So, yay, everybody. I'm excited that you're all here. And put your hands together for your first comedian. It's Newman Shake. Yay. All right, um, what's up, guys? Yeah, um, a little bit about me. I don't have a lot of Indian friends because I like to feel special about myself. But uh, me and my token Indian friend, we were talking recently, and he was like, Newman, I want to get in touch with Indian culture. And I was like, yeah, man, you should go for it. And uh, the next time I met him, he had an Indian accent, which he didn't have before. That was new. And I don't know, man, I feel like having an Indian accent to be part of Indian culture is like playing Mario Kart to be part of Italian culture. Like, that's not how that works. So I asked him, like, why he was talking like that. And he said he was doing a yoga class and he wanted to seem authentic to white people. And I was like, that's just great marketing right there. Like, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, if I was getting paid for this, this would I would be doing an Indian accent, like, right now. You know, like, it would be very different. Yeah, I don't know, I think I'm low-key becoming, like, a bad person. Like, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I realized, like, if I had to choose between bringing Gandhi back to life and getting Beyonce tickets, I'm sorry, but that last album was really good, you know? Like, I don't know what Gandhi's saying. I'm sure it's impactful, but I don't understand any words. So, okay. All right, um... Let's see, what else is there? Um, graduated college recently, graduated as a psych major, and what that really, Ooh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, and what that really meant was like, I was too proud to go to therapy, <laughs> so, so I ended up doing the DIY version instead. And like most DIY things, it went horribly. Like I didn't end up fighting my demons, I just found out their names, you know, like that's all that happened. Um, I um I went on a date recently, took this girl out to Taco Bell, because that's where I'm at in life. Yeah, and while we were there, um, this guy suddenly starts jerking off at this Taco Bell, which I didn't mind, because, you know, it's a Taco Bell in SF. Like, I knew 
a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but my date, she's like really like jealous. She's like really mad. She's like, I can't believe this guy is jerking off to me. And I was like, hey, this is San Francisco. He could be jerking off to me. You know, like, <laughs> let's not be close minded here. But my date really wanted to know. So she went and asked him. And luckily, nothing horrible happened. And she came back and she was like, hey, this guy isn't jerking off to any one of us. He's jerking off to a reflection of himself you can see in the mirror. And I think that's self-love, guys. <laughs> like, that's, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Amen, for sure. That's the joke that deserves that closer, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think we need, like, more, like, politicians that, like, don't believe in God, personally. Because, like, I'm all, like, I think, because I feel like if you believe in God and you're a politician and you're, like, trying to solve something like global warming... I can be like, you know, we'll try to fix it, but at least there's, like, the next life, you know? But, like, when you don't believe in God, like, you got to fix that shit now, you know? Like, that's, all right, that, that might be too political. That's okay. I, um, I'm part of Gen Z, and I think that's an apt description for our generation because I think this is the last generation that's really going to live a full life, you know? Like, that's for sure. It's very, I don't, I don't know, Gen Z is weird. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next Gen Z president. You know, like that's what I'm really like. They're gonna be using gaslighting, like the term in like official speeches. Are you guys ready for that? You know, they're gonna be taking mental health breaks like two weeks into their term. That's gonna be fun. I'm very. I think, I think a lot of presidents did need mental health breaks. If I'm being honest with you guys, like Reagan. Like I don't know what that guy was <laughs> doing. You know, like he needed so much mental health. All right, I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's okay. I am. Um, what else is there? I um. One more winner. Did I get the. Oh, okay. I'm done. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> With the new joke, that was really good. The political joke. Yay! I love it when people are political. Yay! Uh, all right, your next comedian. It's not going to be you, Lucas, because I'm because Dwight Mice here, and I'm going to bump you for him. If that's okay, unless you're like, are you running somewhere? Are you okay? Okay, good. All right. I'm really excited he's in town. You never know when he's going to be here, but it always it's always exciting when he is. Clap your hands together for Dwight Mai. Yeah. 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 There you go. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, you guys, you guys read? Anybody read? No? You read. Once in a while, I read, I read. This book, it told me the day, it goes, it goes, you can burn books, but you can't burn ideas. And I thought, yeah, but you can stab people in the head. <laughs> Any more ideas? <laughs> Didn't think so. Anyways, I, I like reading. That's why, that's why, that's why I like Spanish. Because they put exclamation points at the beginning of sentences. I'm tired of reading an English sentence and going, ah, that was supposed to be real with more excitement. <laughs> now I got to read it again. Anyways, hey, one thing, I, one thing I never see in Spanish is the exclamation point question mark combo. That makes me think that Spanish speakers don't like to be loud about things they don't know. Stop. Good job. Anyways, hey, the law's weird, huh? <coughs> the law's, did you guys know that premeditated murder penalizes you for thinking? Did you think before you shot him? Yeah. Oh, you should have shot him in the heat of the moment. <laughs> you would have been eligible for parole. Now you're eligible for nothing. Get out of here. I 
Oh, the law. I was, I was in court once. You know when they ask you to swear to tell the truth? It, it gets repetitive, right? And do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I'm like, hey, why stop there? Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, the entire truth, the complete truth, the un uninhibited truth, the unfiltered truth, the uncut truth, the full. That's enough, bailiff. Sorry. My wife gave me a thesaurus. Anyways, hey, uh, one of these days, I'm going to vote. Finally. I'm going to finally vote. Or I'm going to marry somebody with the complete opposite political viewpoints, and then on election day, be like, hey, our votes is going to cancel each other out anyway. <laughs> Why don't we just stay home? We can do our favorite activity. We can walk around the block and look for unlocked cars and steal change, baby. <laughs> you know how we do it. You know how we do it. Hey, isn't it fascinating that uh, laughter has two Jokes and tickling, the mind, the body. That means you can tell somebody a funny joke, and while they're laughing, you can tickle them and ruin it. <laughs> I thought you were going to laugh louder, baby. Come here. You come in. You come in. You can enjoy the rest of my set, or you can sit in silence. Just buy me some crack. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, what was that? Oh, laughter. Laughter. I love, I love tickling, though. Tickling is uh, it's easy. Right? Only problem is you can't do it yourself. You gotta get a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I have a special request. You're under arrest. No, no. I don't understand. I haven't laughed in three weeks. <laughs> hey, women, women laugh more than men because they got more nerve endings in their bodies. That means that their body is a penis of laughter. <laughs> My body's a clitoris of laughter. I touch her, she might explode. She touches me, I might go, ha, ha, ha. No, I'm not faking it. <laughs> it's real, baby. It's real. <laughs> Let's try it again next week. Hey, I think men, we, we come. Women laugh. That's why animals do a doggy style. Because when the male jumps on the female's back, his front paws are on top of the female's sides, and he rubs him in a tickling fashion. <laughs> I saw two dogs do it. The female was running away. Then the male caught her, and then he was doing that, and then she stopped running away. Why? Because now he's a funny dude. <laughs> He was a creep. Now he was funny, funny man. Funny. Anyways, hey, hey, if you guys enjoyed my set, just a little bit, uh, please consider making a donation to the Children's Orphanage of Vietnam. My son lives there. <laughs> but don't give too much, or also come and visit me. <laughs> and then he'll be like, "I want shoes," and I'll be like, "But don't you make them? <laughs> make me one." Well, anyway, thank you, Pam, for putting me up early. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm out of here. That was Dwat Mai. Fantastic stuff. Lovely every time he's in the room. Your next comedian, keep those hands clapping for Lucas Larson. Oh, yeah. One, yeah. Thank you, Spencer. Okay. <laughs> I did yoga for the first time this weekend. Surprising that I didn't do it sooner. And first thing I learned in yoga, you spend a lot of the time pretending you're a dog. Next thing I learned in yoga is there's three poses that are not dog poses, very important poses. There's warrior one, feet forward, hands up. Warrior two, Feet sort of sideways, hands forward. And warrior three, 
uh, you look like a T balance on one leg. And I don't know, but like at no point in history do I think any of those warrior poses would be good for physical combat. That's a long ways to go for a <laughs> bad payoff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a crowd that would like some crowd work. <laughs> uh, truth or dare. like the chicken on your t-shirt. Truth or dare? You sure are excited about 1990s drug prevention programs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could pick truth. The truth sets you free. But instead you're stuck here for two more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> have a wife somehow. <laughs> <laughs> My charisma. <laughs> and she was born and raised in Barcelona and is very, very real. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great when she visited the US because she's like, let's go do American things. Take me out for American dinner. It's the only time a date was excited, and I was like, we are going to Wendy's. <laughs> I was like, what's your favorite thing at Wendy's? He said the milkshake. Like, no, those are called Frosties. That needs a punchline, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I was too date, like I was, like today, years old, when I found out my eye color. I was at the eye doctor, and at the end, the eye doctor's like, do you have any questions for me? I said, yes, what's my eye color? <laughs> he looked at me real weird for someone he just told, said, like he just told me I had 20-20 vision. <laughs> He's looking in my eyes, and I'm like, uh, I think they're blue. My very real wife thinks they're gray. <laughs> My mom thinks they're hazel. And she was like, yeah, you're wrong, Lucas. But he didn't settle the debate. <laughs> OK, thanks, everyone. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Lucas Larson. I thought maybe you were colorblind. And you were like, I have no idea what color my eyes are. Poor colorblind people, what color eyes are theirs? Uh, that must make them so sad when they listen to songs where they're like, my brown eye girl, and they're like, everything's gray to me. Your next comedian, he's uh, one of the new guys on the scene. Clap your hands together for Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? She opened up the door and let me, let me in. Never once do she say Hey, what's up, guys? So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, you know, I was kind of sitting around today and I was thinking about shit, you know? You guys ever think about things that you, for some reason, think you would be really good at, but it's for all the wrong reasons? Well, I was sitting there, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I feel like my Jewish heritage would make me an excellent cokehead. You know what I mean? 
I mean, think about it. We're fucking born with these giant noses for raking in the fucking fattest child lines you've ever seen in your entire life. You know what I mean? And if you want to hang out with rich cokeheads, we're the ones you want to hang out with anyways. He's got all the most coke. I mean, dude, you're hanging out with lawyers, investors, bankers. I mean, dude, that's good Jewish company right there, right? <laughs> I mentioned these big noses, man. You know, it's a common fucking Jew joke. Everyone says, oh, why do Jews got big noses? It's breathing all that free air. You know what it's really for breathing in? I already told you. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, me personally... This is kind of a small Juno's. You know, you want to see a big one, you should meet my grandmother. Hers is pretty fucking big, dude. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she doesn't do coke. I think she should, though, because she's got that nose. And, I mean, she would just be doing it with one Jew nostril. Imagine if she used both. That's your whole bag gone in one fucking swift breath, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, so anyways, hey, he said I was enthusiastic about 1990s drug documentaries. You know, it's funny. The other day I was watching a documentary from the Church of Scientology called uh, The Truth About Drugs, right? And, uh... I found myself really fascinated by the one about crystal meth. I was like, you know, I just watched a 30-minute documentary about crystal meth, and not a single person in this whole documentary said one good thing about crystal meth, which I find a bit odd, you know? So I thought about it. I'm like, I'm a don't-knock-it-till-you-try-it kind of guy, and, uh, you know, uh, don't-knock-it-till-you-try-it kind of guy, and you got to see it to believe it kind of guy. So I was like, you know what? I think to find the real truth about drugs, I need to go find a fucking drug addict, right? So... I woke up, went into my living room. I was like, oh, fuck, dad's not home. <laughs> I guess I can't ask him for the truth about drugs. Anyways, so I decided, all right, well, I'm going to leave my house, and I'm going to go find myself a meth head. So I go to 13th and Mission, you know, where I figured I could find one pretty easy. But I was like, man, it's really weird. Everyone around here is fucking real sleepy, you know, taking long naps and shit. Uh, fuck, I wouldn't imagine any of these people are smoking meth. It's kind of hard to sleep when you're smoking that shit, you know? Or, you know, so I've been told. So anyways, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I turn the corner, I'm on, uh, I'm on Otis Street now, and uh, I see this guy moving a million miles per hour, jacking cars up, cutting out catalytic converters, breaking windows and shit. I'm like, that's my guy right there. I need to talk to him, dude. So I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, what's your name? And he looks at me, and he says, man, my name's Chris, the blood from Stockton, blah, blah, blah. What's your name? And I'm like, oh, I'm Kane. You know? So I started talking to him. I said, hey, uh, so you know, what are you doing out here? How'd you end up out here, right? You know, like, do you smoke the shit? He was like, fuck yeah, I smoke the shit. I was like, how'd you start smoking the shit? And he says... Well, you know, one day I was trying to fuck this girl, right? And she says, we can fuck, but you got to smoke a little bit of this shit with me first. So he said he smokes the shit with her and uh, she sucked his dick for 18 hours straight. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know what, Chris? I'm, I'm kind of impressed. You know, like this uh, I, truth about drugs doesn't really sound that bad to me. You, you want to smoke some meth? And he said, hell yeah, I want to smoke some meth. So uh, we smoked some meth together. And then uh, next thing you know, he sucked my dick for 18 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, after he's done sucking my dick and I'm done coming down his throat like a fucking fire hose, you know, I couldn't help but realize. I look in the corner and I see a catalytic converter for a 98 Chevy Blazer, and I'm like, this motherfucker took my catalytic converter, you know? But he's a fucking, he's a meth head, dude. You can't fight a meth head. These guys are like fucking superheroes. So I pulled some fentanyl out of my pocket and I blew it in his face like the Sandman and I got the fuck out of there. And, uh, you know, that's my story about finding the truth about drugs. Thank you. Kane, everyone. That was fantastic. Now we know that Kane killed Abel not with his hands, but with meth. So thank you for opening our eyes to the truth. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Sandro. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> so uh I smoke a lot of weed. And uh 
I don't know if you guys go to dispensaries now, but they got these crazy fucking plastic wrappings. They're so hard to open. It's like they made that shit childproof. They didn't realize they made it stoner proof as well, you know? <laughs> Fuck. It's been really, really cold lately here in SF. And like, I'm from Frisco, so it's like, you know, I came out the pussy with the windbreaker on, you know? <laughs> it's like, anyway. <laughs> nah, from the Bay Area. So I know a lot of Bay Area women. The thing about Bay Area women is that they outsmoke the men. <laughs> you know, you might take a, a girl on a date from somewhere else. She might judge you because you don't pay for the bill or whatever. But with Bay Area women, if you fumble a blunt, she'll spit in your face and, t and steal your car. You know <laughs> what I mean? Real shit. <laughs> Fuck. Can I be honest with you guys? Kamala Harris is a fucking MILF. Real shit. But, you know, evil girl boss, I feel like... I feel like she would just be a wretched sugar mama, though. You know what I mean? I feel like after fucking her, she would just throw cash at me like a cheap whore and be like, listen, I got to revoke this weed dealer's parole for the fifth time. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, man. So I used to work at a Whole Foods. Worked at a Whole Foods for yeah. the whole, yeah, the whole fucking Trump presidency. That's how I remember it. And, you know, it was right when Amazon bought Whole Foods. So it was like two these two companies in the same store, yeah? And it feels like, you know, working in a store with these two conglomerates, I feel like I'm a toddler stuck in a bathtub with two alligators. They're just fucking each other, you know? <laughs> and uh, But you learn shit there. One thing I learned is that if you are an Amazon employee, you can fuck on Amazon property. Real shit. There was a, there was a fit young couple, you know? They kind of look like my boys here, but less <laughs> facial hair, bigger tits. <laughs> they got caught, well, let me not say the store name, but <laughs> they got caught fucking in the parking lot three times. They didn't get fired. They got, they got reassigned, like the fucking Vatican, you know? <laughs> but they weren't fucking kids, I, I hope, you know? <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, honestly, that's all I got. Fucking blank. That was blank. Sandro, everyone. Oh my gosh, Sandro, you're also a champion. You gave time back to the room. That's so generous of you to do that. Thank you so much. No, it really is. It's a nice thing to do. If you're done, you're done. And the rest of the people will use the time because we got a full list. So I'll shut the fuck up. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Dakota Price. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I grabbed the right mic. Yeah, it's me. Hello, everyone. Can I fucking see everybody? Man. <laughs> uh, I've been smoking a lot of weed recently. Uh, I don't know if y'all can tell. Uh, so earlier today, I downed like 100 milligrams. I'm really glad I found my way up here. I'm just floating in the sea of comedy now. Let's see what jokes come out. <laughs> Jesus is looking at me like he's disappointed, like my father did. Like, you know, I got my ears gauged when I was, like, 15. I had them gauged out to, like, uh, like sixes. They're pretty big. I had the big tapers in. My dad comes home, and he's like, get them fishing lures out your ear, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my dad, dude. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while. He's about to take off on a motorcycle trip across the country. Yeah, he's like... 
son, I'm taking off in March, and I don't know when I'm going to see y'all again. <laughs> and it was really weird because he was telling me he got his will and shit all taken care of earlier this year. And I'm like, one hell of a bike ride, dude. <laughs> no, uh, fucking my dad was hardcore, dude. His southern dad, real, real tough, real strict, you know. But there was, like, fun moments. We watched Jackass together, which gave him <laughs> lots of ideas. He was like, my son thinks this is so, like, he'd start tasing me, like, with, like, tasers and cattle prods and shit. Like, he'd be like, hey, son, check this out. And just, and I'd fucking fall out. And he'd be like, that was funny, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd get him back, right? I'd try and get my dad back. And then I'd get him, and it'd be funny, and I'd be like, yeah. And then he'd just give me this look. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. And then I just knew that for, like, until he got me back, it was going to be something. It would probably be the craziest thing ever, which uh, one time I decided to take uh, about an ounce of mushrooms. I don't know if you've ever eaten an ounce of mushrooms, but I was uh, like 16, 17 years old, and I ate this ounce of mushrooms, and uh, I am tripping balls, and my dad knew it, but he didn't let me knew that he knew, right? Anyway, later I'm laying down in my bed. And uh, I just hear my dad go, Dakota, get in here. Oh, shit. I go in there, and my sister had just made him dinner. He's laying in his bed watching a t like movie, like, you know, real fucking Southern Dad style, you know, eating dinner. And then he starts doing the craziest shit ever. I'm tripping. Like, walls are melting. I can barely keep it together. And my dad goes, do you want some of this? 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 And I was just like, what? <laughs> and I t like for the longest time, I thought it was just the mushrooms. I thought it was just the mushrooms. Because he was doing that, and then he was like, what about those airbags, son? Like, what are you talking about? And we just watched that movie, The Neighbors, where they you know put the airbags in the seats and shit. And then I went out on the back porch to go smoke a cigarette. And an airbag launched me out of my seat into the ceiling. And uh, that's one of the worst mushroom trips I've ever had, thanks to my father. That's a real story. Uh, dude, my southern dad would do some weird shit, like fucking, uh, you know, my mom passed away in uh, uh, 2020. And, you know, my dad had a hard time coming to terms with it. But here recently, you know, he told me some crazy shit. And, uh, you know, my dad, you know, when faced with weird, you know, perilous things in his life, I immediately turns to the dark arts, apparently. Because... <laughs> He looked at me dead in the eyes while we were on a, like, a road trip to go uh, just do some redneckery out in you know, Texas. <laughs> and he says, you know, son, I've been thinking about going down to New Orleans and finding me a voodoo woman to have your mom possess her body so I could have sex with her one last time. <laughs> like, what the fuck do I even say to that? <laughs> like, okay, dad. Have fun on that road trip. All right, that's my time. And his undead mother, Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm so scared. Easter times are coming, and there's going to be more than just a zombie Jesus in Texas. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna.
All right, guys, so I'm doing pretty bad today. Uh, someone commented on one of my Instagram uh, videos, uh, you look like both Harold and Kumar. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm going to take his joke and not even going to credit him for it. <laughs> Little bitch. I got a confession. I want to put my finger up my ass. You know... I heard that the G-spot was inside the, the male anus, so naturally I got curious. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it either. <laughs> right? See, see, what's really in there is like a nerve, right? It's a nerve that helps, that encourages you to shit, so that's why it feels good when you shit. It's kind of like a kneecap, you know? You know, but instead of like reflexively kicking your feet in the air, it just reflexively makes you question everything about yourself. <laughs> you know, uh, this, is a, this is a little science experiment I'd like to, uh, that I'm actually conducting, you know? You know, someone's, someone's gotta test this out. Is the G-spot in the male anus, you know? I gotta do this one for the boys, you know? <laughs> I, gotta t I gotta take one for the team. Or I guess in this case, take one up the ass. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Honestly, I think I might need to do it again. I don't know how to feel about it. I can't just, I probably shouldn't just do it in the bathroom. I should probably do it in a more controlled environment. Maybe like in a mat. You know, maybe a little bit of alcohol. Maybe some strawberries too. <laughs> a little bit of olive oil. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, man? Doing good? Great. Give it up for this guy. This guy just took a shit. Yeah. Woo! Yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you like my bit about putting my finger up my ass? Did you like it? You liked it? Can you relate? No? Oh, okay. You, I recommend. Okay, what else do I got here? <laughs> anyway, you can sit back down. You can sit back down. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Yes. Yes. I started doing stand-up because I actually got heartbroken. It's true. I was in love with this girl, right? Right? Uh, I, I got two tickets to uh, Universal. And I was like, hey, we should go to Universal. And she's like, yeah, I would love to go with my boyfriend. Yeah, that was really heartbreaking for me. Uh, I couldn't really take it because I was so much in love with her. And also, too, I know for a fact my brother hates theme parks. Ugh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end you guys with this. But I do love doing stand-up. Uh, one of the other things that made me pursue it was I actually got fired from my job because of it. Uh, I was really sad about it. Uh, but you know what? Looking back on it, I feel good about it. You know, I stood up for myself. Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck children. I think it should be okay to fight children, honestly. Because honestly, like, fuck being the bigger person. At 12 years old, they're already fucking bigger than me. <laughs> like, if I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheels. And honestly, it sucks that I got fired. How are you about to fire me? I'm the one who lost the fight. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yay.
It's a Bayark new closer. I'm glad you linked those things all up. They sound really good in a in a linked little grouping. That was awesome. Uh, your next comedian is like one of my favorite people, not just on the scene, but maybe in the whole world. Like I think he's the most creative thing ever birthed from Zeus's head. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. Yes, essential to my set that you see that. <laughs> uh, no, Jared's talking about putting the fingers in your ass, and I'm like, no, I've never put a finger in my ass. I've put a whole hand in my ass, <laughs> you know? Because I go for it, you know? Am I a pervert, or am I a ventriloquist with empathy? <laughs> you, you ask yourself. You ask yourself that. Um, uh, when people uh, are, are not sure about themselves, you know, you ever had a friend that goes fishing for compliments? And they're like, oh, say something nice about me. Uh, but I, you know, I'm a little more confident about that, and I don't have time for all the, like, the dilly-dally. So I go uh, noodling for compliments. <laughs> so I just walk up to people, and I go, Tell me why I look good! <laughs> and then I walk away. Uh, when people go fishing for compliments, you, in that analogy, are the fish. And that means that, that your friend thinks you are an idiot. <laughs> you know? Because no, no fish gets caught because he's smart. Fish get caught because they're idiots. Because there's a lure that's like, Oh, am I fat? And the fish is like, oh, I need you to feel better. And the other fish are like, no, no. Yeah, so don't do that shit. Uh, how how do you explain how do you explain storks uh, to orphans? Like, how? It's a serious question. Be like, well, little Jimmy, uh, you see, uh, birds are nervous little fucks with poor work ethic. Uh, a side note, when I wrote that joke in my phone, it corrected it to ducks, uh, which is a great bird pun, but I meant fucks. Well, you see, little Jimmy, somewhere on US 101 South, there's a 1996 Dodge Caravan with wood paneling and a bumper sticker that says, bird to the bone. And there's two storks and <laughs> I noticed you made worms again. What's that supposed to mean? It's not supposed to mean anything. It just, it you know, because we eat worms. That's what we do. We're omnivores. We Worms and we eat sometimes small crabs and various vegetation. <laughs> I know what we fucking eat. <laughs> I'm a stork too. Is this because I only wanted to have one egg? I can only we only have one to 
32 eggs every year. You want me to bring it up with God, Jeff? God damn it, Karen. This is just not what this is about. Okay? It's just not. Don't turn it into a whole thing. Could you just ask for directions? Could you just stop and ask for directions? Like, don't be embarrassed. I know where I'm going, Karen. I'm going south. Are you going south? That's what we do, Karen. We just know. Well, could you could you ask somebody? Because this thing already pooped and peed out of two different holes. So I'm five out of my depths. And that's why you don't have parents. Uh, thank you. I'm Spencer Devine. God, I almost peed my pants. That was so funny. Keep it going for Spencer Devine. Yay! Yeah. Holy shit, we're in another rock block of awesome comics. Your next comedian, so funny and wonderful. Oh, it's you, Colin. Put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay! Yeah. Just about perfect. Um, the last time I came here was two weeks ago. <laughs> and someone stole the helmet right off of my motorcycle. Now, thank you. Now, I'm not going to say it was one of the white guys new to comedy at an open mic, but it was a very unfunny thing to do. I, I do try to make it here every Monday, and I was supposed to make it here last week, but you know President's Day. <laughs> it sneaks up on me every year. And I woke up that morning, and I thought, fuck, I don't have anything to wear. Did you guys not take President's Day seriously growing up? Is that... <laughs> I'm from Massachusetts. It might be a regional thing. Oh, we were... Guys, we took it seriously. We, we were that family on the block with the big inflatable Martin Van Buren on the lawn. <laughs> and you know how at Halloween, sometimes like a parent will put up like a witch's hat and half a broomstick on a telephone line to make it look like a, uh, there's a witch on there? My dad would do that, but with Nixon. <laughs> which is a very smart joke if you don't get it. Um, and then on the balcony, we'd have Lincoln. <laughs> But uh, I, I would have had time to come here, but I was, I was looking for a place to get dinner. I mean, fuck, finding a table in this town on President's Day without a reservation, forget it. <laughs> but this was my first President's Day since the divorce, and it, it, was, it was hard. You know, I felt like Spiro Agnew after... Nixon decided to pick a different running mate for his re-election. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I can't spend another President's Day alone. You know, when am I going to find my Kamala Harris? Um, I remember growing up, um, my favorite president was Dwight Eisenhower. And my dad would always hang up an intercontinental ballistic mistletoe. <laughs> And you know, when I, was, when I was little, I thought that the president existed. You know, I thought that the president, you know, gave, 
gifts to children and had control over the economy and gas prices, but <laughs> turns out they're not real. Uh, Bush didn't do 9-11. It was my parents. <laughs> Thus ends the President's Day jokes. See you next year. All right. I heard a saying lately, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. And then I heard the Republican version. If it's yellow, brown, or African-American, just flush it all. <laughs> I think the next time I get divorced, I'm just going to start the antidepressants right away. Because since I, I felt like a corpse from a guy that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, just directionless, bloated, struggling to stay afloat. But uh, here's something fun. What is the difference between a divorced guy and a single guy? A divorced guy makes his Kraft mac and cheese in a beautiful copper pot that he got from his in-laws. <laughs> you may ask, does that beautiful pot make it taste better? And uh, no, it still tastes like loneliness. <laughs> Thank you, and good night. Hooray for Colin Braun. Yay. No suicide jokes tonight. Yay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so much happier. Uh, your next comedian, what a lovely, amazing human being. Clap your hands together, everybody. Also very funny. For Dash Rideau. Yay. <laughs> Out here just in time. Is this the right mic? Am I the right? Yes. Oh, nice. Hi, folks. Good evening. I know a lot of you know me as the white dude who wears a teal puffy jacket, but today I'm switching up my brand. For those of you at home, I am now wearing a black puffy jacket. It actually predates the teal puffy jacket, but it had a hole in it. I burned myself cooking, which I think is cool. Chicks like that, right? Guy who cooks. Yeah. <laughs> a war scar cooking. That's cool. And then I stitched it together myself. Right? That's also kind of cool, right? Yeah, it didn't do a very good job, but I think that adds to the handiwork element of it. No? It's a Japanese jacket, too, and in Japan, that's a whole thing where you're supposed to take broken stuff and put it back together, and then it's even more precious than it was the first time around. But it's weird, because the culture doesn't tolerate breaking shit in the first place very much. You know, like, <laughs> you break something in Japan, there's a lot of frowning before you finally meld it back together with gold. Um, so I'm a dad. I was thinking on the way over here, parenthood is actually kind of fun. You know, I, I didn't I didn't choose the whole parenthood thing. It kind of chose me. But I I found out it was it's actually a good time. Like having kids is actually a bundle of joy. Um, there's just three things I think that can get in the way of having fun as as a parent. The first is being married. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not saying it's always bad. I mean, maybe you're not married, or maybe you're married to a dude. I don't know. Colin seems to miss that. But uh, that seems nice. But uh, that's always going to be tough. Same, the second one, poverty, you know. Poverty always sucks. Parenthood under poverty is even worse. But no matter what you're doing, I recommend crawling out of poverty is a good first step. You know, parenthood <laughs> or no, probably want to do that. And then the third, of course, would be the fear of having a daughter. <laughs> it, this isn't a sexist thing. Don't get me wrong. I l love the ladies, mad respect for the ladies. But I don't know if you've been paying attention to the headlines Women are not doing good right now. <laughs> all these girls are suicidal. They're being the victims of all the sexual assault and stuff. It's like, it's a hard being a woman in this world, you know? Imagine being a parent to one. 
That's rough. That's no fun. Because you can't overprotect him from all this stuff. She wants to set up a lemonade stand. What are you going to do? You can't say no. You know? Now I've got to buy a rifle, set up a little crow's nest in the attic, and just lay cover <laughs> the entire time she's out there. That's a lot of stress. That's a stressful existence. I don't, I don't recommend that to anyone. Um, you know, they say the best thing you can do for the environment, though, is to have one less child. Unfortunately, they don't clarify how you're supposed to dispose of it. <laughs> I'm assuming they're compostable. <laughs> Any ever wonder if maybe people out there can hear you masturbating in the shower? As the parent of an eighth grader, I can assure you the answer is yes. They can, <laughs> can absolutely hear you. All right. <laughs> I, that got a good enough laugh. I feel like I should end the joke on that one. The tag isn't as funny as the joke itself. Um, no, yeah, it's true. Maybe, you know, that's why it's better to, for the environment to have one less kid, I guess. It's the showers in the end of the day. It's just bad for the environment. You're wasting water. You're not helping anything. Uh, no, no, okay, okay, I'll end this on the environment. Oh, speaking of the environment, I care, anyone else here care about the environment? That's environmental. good. A friend was visiting me recently, and she was like, uh, you know, wanted to see the city. So I said, hey, what do you want to do? Can you go to Coit Tower? We can go up to Napa. We can take you across the Bay Bridge, go see Berkeley. She said, let's just get in the car and see where the open road takes us. In my head, that's the same thing as saying, you know what, let's just turn on the stove while we figure out what we want to do for dinner. <laughs> all four ranges, why not? And burn this thing down. All right, I'm Dash Reno. You've all been fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Dash Renault, yay, yay, and then yay. Okay, so we have one last comedian that's just going to do a four-minute set, and then we move into the old joke workshop, which a lot of people don't know about, where comedians do four-minute sets, and they get four minutes of critique. There's a nice lady with long hair in the corner that I've never met, and I don't know you, and maybe I don't know if you want to talk about getting a set at the end, because we'll definitely have room, but your next comedian, clap your hands together for Huneid Shakur, yay! <laughs> We're going to continue the puffy jacket trend. <laughs> um, I'm also very environmentally friendly, um, which is another way of saying poor. Um, I just don't own a car because I can't afford one. Also, it's too expensive in the city. Um, I've been trying to get fired because I want that sweet, sweet unemployment. But so two months ago, I stopped working. And this week, I got promoted, which is weird, they called me into the office, they're like, Nate, the work you've been doing recently is very managerial level. Keep this up and one day you might be CEO, but you'll have to be white. <laughs> um, I had to go to my friend's funeral this weekend, which is another reminder of how much I didn't actually like him. <laughs> I was just like, this guy, on his way out, he ruined my Sunday. <laughs> He's like, yeah, if you're gonna host a funeral, you know, do it on a Friday, give me a three-day weekend. Don't do it on a Sunday, unless it's like at a farmer's market so I can get my groceries at the same time. Um, a little bit about me, I'm half Filipino. Thanks, not really, but <laughs> yeah, I guess you guys could tell. Um, but I thought I was Filipino for half my life growing up in San Jose until I hit puberty and then I was like, this is too much hair. This is <laughs> not, not the same. Um, I like San Francisco, and it's like polite racism. Again? <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of 
Um, I like the polite racism. One time I got in an Uber, and the Uber driver was like, you want to listen to some Bollywood? And I was just like, depends what you got. <laughs> um, I know I'm getting older because I'm thinking about having kids. Just uh, I just need more help around the house. Like, I'm tired of sweeping and washing dishes, and I think having, like, a small set of hands to get behind the stove would be useful. But I'm worried that I'm too old now, and any kid I have now is going to be an idiot because I've, like, lost all my best sperm. Because I've been jerking off since I was 12, and there can't be any... There, there has to be some consequences to that. I used to treat my dick like a tube of toothpaste. Like, it's probably empty. But I'm going to get one more squeeze in. It feels like all the go-getters, the Olympic swimmers, they're all long gone, and all that's left is like old people doing water aerobics in the pool, and they don't want to get out anymore. Um, I learned recently that uh, cops are having a hard time recruiting, so they're allowing people with criminal backgrounds to apply, which is a weird thing to learn while getting arrested. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's like part of the new Miranda rights. It's like you have the right to remain silent, and here's a referral to our latest job application. Yeah. This is the way you broke into that car and found those drugs, that's, that's what we need on the force right here. <laughs> and, you know, that, that run, that was pretty good cardio right there. It took us a while to get you, so definitely, definitely join. Um, I'll leave you with this. I've been thinking, because I have uh, a depressed friend who uses a checklist to get through life, um, and I realized that suicide is the one thing he'll never be able to check off his checklist, no matter how successful he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Hooray for Hunechakor. You're fantastic. <clears throat> it, they're actually they're hiring not just felons but cute cops. You could be a cop. You're darling, and you're one of the. You'd be one of the better looking cops. They'd you're a, you'd be a taller one. They've been hiring cute in the face, but a little short. Uh, all right, we're going into the. I'm sorry. Am I, be, am I being sizest? You're. We're going. There's an ist word for everything, isn't there? Uh, we're going into the comments section, just like the old timey timey um, stuff. It's really exciting. So we're going to do four minute sets. I'm going to take copious notes. You're welcome to take notes too. And then we've got microphones strewn about the room, and we give comments that are helpful and supportive to the people telling jokes. So that's how the joke workshop used to work. But then we were like, oh, it's just too popular. I have an open mic. But I was like, we're bringing it back. So thanks for being here tonight for the reincarnation. And your first comedian, you like to go by GD, right? All right. Hey, everybody. Watch out. Don't be dropping those GDs. Woo! People Hello. I'm so happy. I'm so happy today. She said yes. Yay! No one. She said yes to divorce. <laughs> I'm kidding. She said yes to a threesome. Yeah. My boyfriend is coming home this weekend. <laughs> Anal sex is just a pain in the ass, I swear to God. <laughs> Last weekend, I found out I am gay. <laughs> my dad found out he is pedophile. <laughs> my, my dad's dad found out he likes pedophile molest kid. Family reunion well spent. Oh. <laughs> Break up recently. That she used to work at Lyft, and yet the relationship was not going anywhere. 
been single. So single, I forgot how vagina looks like. I watch porn to keep up to date. <laughs> if you show me a photo of vagina and ear, I won't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> Recently, I met someone that made me uninstall all the dating apps on my phone. I'm talking about my phone's storage capacity. <laughs> I'm so single, man. I went to a speed dating event. As I entered, it became a speed rejection event. <laughs> then I started comedy, went to open mic. I told a joke about vagina. It was too deep. I told a joke about penis, too long, and dark. <laughs> then I told a joke about death, it could not live up to the audience's expectations. <coughs> Finally, by the end of the night, I told a joke about terrorism, it bombed. <laughs> but I'm happy since the last week, I have been the best comedian in my apartment. This happened after my roommate left. <laughs> Did you guys know that I recently relocated from India to depression? <laughs> Did you guys know that you cannot actually see the Great Wall of China from space, but you can see my depression? Last night, my wife asked me to take all her clothes off. Woo! Turns out she's not in the favor of cross-dressing. <laughs> you got that? Smart guy. Oh my God, my wife knows that I'm bisexual. Sorry, my ex-wife, she divorced me after I came out. <laughs> I was so single, I divorced, I went to Amsterdam, I hired two hookers, got them to a hotel room. They were sitting on the bed, I told them, I'm going to the restroom, when I come, uh, come back, you better be doing something that I'd like to do with each, each other. Came out, they were gossiping. Bad joke. Uh, <laughs> last night I, I was at this bar, I asked a very old lady, old lady, can I buy you a drink? She said, yes, one bottle of glucose. <laughs> As a child, I went missing at a train station once. After three hours, finally, my parents found me. Sorry, my new parents found me. Uh, uh, that was my time, guys. You have been very supportive. Thank you. GD, I'm sorry, I was staring at the thing, and I'm sorry, it's GD, yay! Yay! Hey, congrats on coming out as gay, man. You have put it up the ass before. All back to his own <laughs> joke. Um, so, I don't know why you were using a notebook, because I've heard these jokes before, and you didn't use a notebook before. I used to use my phone, but... Oh, you used the phone instead of the notebook. Oh, well... Um, when you when you didn't have your face in your notebook, everybody laughed at your jokes. So I would just say the number one thing would be like memorize those. And then um, you got to be a little closer to the mic, but that's just a thing for here because we're on the radio too. And um, But every time you actually looked up from your notebook, you got like extraordinary laughs. And then when you were in the notebook, it was hard to, you know. And then... Um, this is one thing, um, and you are we. You heard all the laughs. It's great. You're writing funny stuff, but then there's some in there that are kind of um, 
I don't know. I don't want to call you out on it, but um, the terrorism bomb joke is, I've heard it so many times. It's so hack. And it's a term like, it's, and there's, it's just something that, I mean, it's a bomb, you bombed as a terrorist, but it's a throwaway because you are a clever writer. So sure. don't sell yourself short by, you know, using dumb stuff when you have the ability to write super funny, clever stuff. All right. Cool. Do other people have comments? All the microphones are open and you can say anything you want. Don't be afraid. We have time set in for this. We've got like two and a half minutes Hi. left. Um, yeah, I love the uh, speed rejection event thing thank when you, you talk you. about dating. And I love the, you know, the, the idea that you're dating. And I, I think I heard that a couple weeks ago. Um, also, I, I do think the, um, the hookers and I told them to do what they wanted to do and I came back and they were gossiping. I think that's funny. Thank you. Thank you know, and I think your, your timing was really, really, uh, really good on that. And your, your timing is very good. And just more about dating and like um, sort of create a story, you know, and the timeline I was dating and then I have maybe start with the ex-wife and, you know, just have it follow. Up. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, you can pass that out. There you go. What was your name, by the way? Yeah. Sheridan, so Sheridan had a good point. I heard you say that one joke before about the prostitutes gossiping, and the last time you delivered it, that shit was so funny. Like, that, that's a funny, don't get rid of that one. That was funny. I like it. Just Thank you. This time, the delivery was like a little bit off, you feel me? But yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a good fucking joke, though. Thanks, man. Yeah. Pass it to whoever. Oh, I thought just your tone in general, like, the sort of like the way you, the voice, sort of the speed and the rate you went, it was very good. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey. Oh, you got to use a microphone. Find a microphone. Here, I'll, I'll talk while he's making his way over to the microphone. Uh, with the one that, with the depression, you keep talking about having depression, and I'm looking for it to culminate in something. Because you, you say, like, you can see my depression from space. It's like, yeah, so what? So, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, exactly. It's like, is it going to culminate in the, uh, oh, was that, was that the last guy? Am I mixing this up? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no. I mean, well, right. You know, something like it, you could, you could, you could either go dark with it, or you could have it have some kind of release. It just seems like you're going somewhere with it, and then it ends with you can see it from space. And I'm just not sure if that's the biggest closure you can get on it. But got it. Got it. Um, I think for your pedophilia bit, I think it's good. Which, which one? Your pedophilia, like, hey, I found out I was gay. My oh, dad found out he's yeah, a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you should. You're not a kid anymore. So you should phrase it as, when I was 14, oh. I found out <laughs> I was gay. My dad found out he was a pedophile. Um, ah. yeah. That's a good observation. Thank you. He's in a time warp. Uh, everybody clap your hands together Thank for GD. So Yay. Yay. That's how the joke workshop works. That's the song we used to we used to sing. We used to sing that little song. But we're back to doing it, so it's great. Your next comedian. Take notes, pay attention, everybody. It's Harvey. Yay! Hello? So, I was at Planned Parenthood a little while ago. Not because I have chlamydia. I have chlamydia. But <laughs> that wasn't the reason I was at Planned Parenthood. I was just hanging out. You know, the thing with chlamydia is that the antibiotics they give you, they make my tummy hurt way more than chlamydia has ever made my pee burn. So I'm just going to keep it. Uh, 
And my body, my choice, after all. Uh, don't worry. This is going to be a whole set about STDs. That would be gross. About abortion, too. That makes you uncomfortable. That's okay. Because my mom tried to kill herself. And that is like an abortion once removed. So, <laughs> I have the pass. So, I was at the lobby in Time Parenthood. And they were playing a movie called 13 Going on 30. Which, if you didn't know, it's about a girl who goes to sleep on her 13th birthday. And she wakes up as a 30-year-old woman. That's pretty on brand for Planned Parenthood, I feel like. Like, they're committed to letting you know life comes at you quick. Well, for the ladies, at least. For the babies, life never comes at all, so <laughs> they can relax, enjoy the movie. Speaking of ladies, there were like a dozen in the lobby, and I was the only guy there by himself. Now, I'm not the kind of guy that picks up women at Planned Parenthood, okay? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> Look, all these women are guaranteed to be clean in like a week, max. And just to show in the dark here, they probably aren't sticklers for a condom, right? <laughs> so a lot of these women wearing dark... Doc Martens. They're like the official shoe of abortion. <laughs> and uh, girls that'll step on your balls if you ask nicely. Uh, which makes sense. They're pro-abortion. Getting your balls stepped on is like an abortion in one quick, solid step. <laughs> I genuinely think, genuinely, the more guys would be on board with male birth control if it was just like a cute indie girl in Doc Martens, stomping balls at Walgreens, okay? <laughs> she likes me, you're pulling back. All, <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that I don't know any guys that are excited about getting a vasectomy, right? No one wants to get snipped. But we all have that one friend who's a little freaky. <laughs> Maybe because in the third grade, he had a hot teacher, wore leather boots, sat us down in the class, then a chair above us and read us this little story, you know? Am I getting too specific here? <laughs> Her name was Miss Alita, and I haven't known love since. <laughs> Testicular torsion <laughs> is the only pain deep enough to take me back to the time when I lost her, when I got put in my fourth grade class with Miss O'Neill who was uh, super gross. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's all a lie. I'm just kidding, of course. Wink. Um, the real reason I brought it being the only single guy there was because it means that guys are the super spreaders of STDs, right? Which is kind of like being the best at it. Uh, <laughs> if someone could add that to our list, that would be great. <laughs> But jokes aside, I do think going to Planned Parenthood is important when you need to, and it's especially important when your partner needs to go, because Planned Parenthood can be a scary place. You know, they might give you weird looks when you walk in. They might ask you some invasive questions. I'm there in the corner writing jokes about your situation, and I've been told that doesn't help. All right, cool, thanks. <laughs> Yay!
that's Harvey. Warshaw Vaughn. That's gonna be, you're gonna have to tell me what real name you want me to use in the in the uh, future. Uh, you super spreader, you could put it on your CV. Super, you don't know what a CV is? You're too young to know what a CV is. It's like a bigger resume. It's when your resume is more than a page and you have to say, so okay, never mind. Uh, but you could put your super spreader on the CV. That was, that was really funny. Abortion uh, once removed is a great joke. Um, when you mentioned, <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. When you said something about pulling back, that was fine. Oh, you said something and it was so honest and funny. Oh, when you said, is that too specific? And then it, you seemed like honest, like you weren't telling a joke and I really liked that. Um, yeah. Don't, oh, here's a, here's a tag. They don't treat testicular torsion at Planned Parenthood. They don't okay. treat, so that you're waiting gotcha. there and you're like, ah, but they don't treat for, it's just a way to call back. It's fine. Gotcha. But that was, that was, it was, ah, but that was lovely. Uh, more comments from people. I got a callback you could do with the chlamydia. You know, when you're talking about the indie girl, like stomping your girls, oh like yeah. say, uh, if, if it was an indie girl stomping my balls, I wouldn't mind getting chlamydia again. Yeah, maybe the girl has chlamydia, something like that. Yeah. Like rap, rap it back. Like yeah. Cool. Anyone else? Um, it's baby, baby structural things, but um, up front when you're talking, you're like, uh, I was at Planned Parenthood. Uh, I think it's funnier when you say I was at Planned Parenthood just hanging out in that <laughs> order because you kind of switched the order up mm -hmm. and mentioned the chlamydia first. I think it's funnier if you say, just hanging out. <laughs> uh, and, and then, not because I have chlamydia, you know? Okay. Yeah, uh, I appreciate so, that. So hide the chlamydia from the audience, yeah, not just all of your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> are there any other? <laughs> the, the guys hitting on women at Planned Parenthood are the only ones there planning for parenthood? Yeah, honestly, dude, I think the joke about uh, testicular torsion was a little too twisted for me. <laughs> um, at, uh, at, at the point where you mentioned the, uh, the Doc Martens, mm -hmm. uh, I looked down at my feet like red-handed, you know? Um, and so even if, even if there is no one out there who looks down, just you know. It's like, no, I know somebody out there looked down at their fucking feet, right. you know? <laughs> Catch them. Catch him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. That's you all really good advice. Thanks. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Harvey. Yay! That's how joke workshop works. All right, your next comedian. Keep being awesome, everybody, and taking notes and giving good tags. It's Emily Rudolph. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Um, how are you guys? Keep happened for Pam everybody yeah. I was very pumped to see that this was happening in this format again tonight and Dakota by the way our dads would get along my dad also used to watch jackass with me he told me for years I would be the first girl on the jack on uh, jackass and obviously he lied but it's okay um, so speaking of my dad I grew up in uh, Phoenix Arizona and what that means is that I have a Fox News dad and so my dad has been saying ridiculous shit my entire life. Um, and we used to go on vacation every summer to Southern California. One year we were packing up the car, getting ready to go home. And I looked at my dad and I said, man, I love it here, the beach, the sound of the ocean. I don't want to go home. I don't want to leave. And you have to understand, my dad's big. He's 6'7". He's, he's real scary. Um, he's got a fat cigar hanging out of his mouth, not an ounce of expression on his face. 
And he looks down at me and he just says, stay then, you can sell your body to survive. <laughs> so now I sell feet pics on OnlyFans and I'm giving comedy a try. <laughs> the best part, <laughs> the best, <laughs> thank you, yeah. It's going well now. Uh, the best part about that joke is I don't, unfortunately, I don't do OnlyFans. I'm actually a marketing manager. But um, I, what that means is that I have the Shopify app on my phone. So lately when I visit my family, we'll be like in the grocery store in line at Starbucks or something, and my phone will just make this cha-ching noise, and I'll go, OnlyFans! <laughs> um, and they love it. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, I binge pretty hard on true crime. Anybody else? This is pretty trendy right now. What do you guys like to watch? What are you into or listen to? Okay. That you said I feel like you said that the other day and you threw me off when I heard it last time. So I don't even know what to say to that, bro. Um but I, I'm into I'm into some some of the dark ones. I actually decorated for the holidays last year while watching the Jeffrey Dahmer special. Um and lately I've actually been falling asleep while watching old episodes of To Catch a Predator on YouTube. And so sometimes now I'll wake up in the middle of the night just in a sweat thinking that there's a man in my house only to remember that I'm still alone. <laughs> um, being a tall woman is like that sometimes, though. You know, it has some, some disadvantages. Like, so when I was in college, I remember I finally made a move on this guy at a party that I had been cyber-stalking. I mean, that's not true. We had met, like, a couple of times, but I went over and I, I shot my, sh you know, Made my made my move right, and um, when he rejected me, my drunk brain just decided to yell, "Why?" And um, <laughs> to which he replied, "You're too tall!" And then he ran out of the room. That's unfortunately also a true story. Um, <laughs> there are some advantages to being t a tall woman that I've come to appreciate over the years, though. Like I can shop in the uh, men's shoe section. Uh, thanks. Guys can't look down my shirt, and there is a 95% chance that I am taller than any potential attacker. So, anyway, that's all I got for you guys. Have a good night. <laughs> yay, Emily Rudolph, yay, and then yay. That's lovely. You have, um, you've got great punchlines. I feel like you're first um, on your Fox News dad joke, and I know that you've got such a hard punch and got such a great laugh after selling your body. But after you say Fox News Dad, I think there's an opportunity there to put a line that says, not Alex Jones, but something more interesting and something more you. But there's a there's a line there, there there's a place there for a punchline. Because he's a Fox News Dad is a fact. And then there's gotta be there can be an opportunity there to be like, aha. Before and then you cause you say, oh, he says the most ridiculous things. What? And and then you get all the way to the, the real punch at the end, but I feel like there's like little itty bitties you can throw some boobadoos in there, right? Yeah. Like something. Yeah. And then um, true crime to catch a predator, um, it reminds me I just look like a 14-year-old. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay, just Thanks, something to think man. about. Yeah. No, but I, I guess. <laughs> 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 um, other comments? Uh, yeah, with the Fox News thing, uh, just instead of saying Fox News, Say something like more outrageous, like oh, oh, he, or no, or like say like I wasn't like thinking uh, it like uh, <laughs> like stuff like that. I was thinking like oh, he hates immigrants. <laughs> All right, that didn't. 
good way to be likable. My dad hates immigrants. Like, you look like a. You Make look sure like my a, dad never I, comes to a show. No. <laughs> Uh, the term I always come back to is word economy. So you're pacing at the end with the tall girl jokes. You had punchline, and then another one in less than 10 seconds, another one less than 10 seconds. Exactly. Um, and at the beginning, there was a lot of buildup, like Pam said, and you want to find those little bits to add in a punchline to kind of stack, um, like a staircase? I don't know. Thank you. Good night. You might want to come up with a different euphemism than Fox News Dad just because that's Shane Gillis's bit a little bit. He does the whole thing about Fox News Dads. I don't know if you heard that. But also I think there's an opportunity for a callback there with the foot modeling thing on the internet and the uh. being a tall girl and that somehow being undesirable. It's like you've got to like modify your photos to make it look like you're, you're shorter or whatever it is that, that's yeah. part of the appeal issue and why you wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you get me. <laughs> So, uh, f f uh, the sorry, sorry. Uh, he wants to join your OnlyFans. Like, right that's now. what I was. He's that like uh, masturbating uh, on the foot, 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 foot. That was what I was gonna do. No, um, no, that's actually so. That was what I was gonna say for like. Um, you could bring it back with uh, the the selling feet pic shit, and it's like you know my dad's so supportive. He even he signed up, you know, <laughs> like you know that's the type of like because you know Southern dads, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the say you could connect do it that way, you know. Cool, thank you guys, I appreciate it. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody! Emily Rudolph, yay, yay, and then yay! That was lovely and funny and wonderful, yay. All right, your next comedian. We're still doing comments for the next two. Clap your hands together for Art Galustian. I don't want to use a chlamydia mic. I don't know how that shit works. I won't touch it. You guys, I thought we were done with those uh, Chinese spy balloons, but they just spotted one over Oakland. It's crazy, yeah. And then it turns out someone broke into it and stole his catalytic converter. <laughs> Fucked up. You guys, I work in tech, but I fucking hate tech companies because they do all types of fucked up shit, and then they try to cover up by sprinkling a little bit of, you know, progressiveness, a little bit of wokeness. Look how representative we are. Like take Apple for example. Apple used to use child labor in Asia to manufacture their iPhones. But then they were like, it's okay because we make our iPhones more representative because now when you use emojis, you could pick your skin tone. That's great. But I kind of liked it before the emojis had the skin tones because I kind of liked them. We're all just yellow, right? Because we're all the same color as the kids who made the iPhones. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. But I, I hate emojis. We have too many damn emojis. Did you know we have over 3,000 emojis? There's an emoji for a black square inside a white square and a white square inside a black square. Who the fuck is using that? There's an emoji for every single emotion, which makes sense. And then another set of every single emotion, but expressed as a cat. We have an emoji for a pregnant woman, a pregnant man, and a pregnant non-binary person. And I think with the next Apple release, they're going to have a pregnant cat. 
But I think if Apple really wants to be progressive, they should only have emojis for pregnancy, but also for abortion. You know, something cute like a baby skull or something, I don't know. <laughs> Guys, I'm all for enabling women to penetrate male-dominated career fields. <laughs> But there are some jobs where I'm not so sure, you know? Like, let's say you took a fat shit and you clogged your toilet, right? It's already really embarrassing because it smells like shit. You can't unclog it and you got to call a plumber. I think the only thing that would make it more embarrassing if the plumber was, like, a really hot girl, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like a plumber should not only be able to unclog a toilet, but it should look like somebody could clog a toilet. <laughs> you know? I think that's why they always have their ass crack out when they're like fixing your shit, right? Is their way of saying like, hey, don't be embarrassed. You seeing this? I've done this myself. <laughs> and I don't know if that's sexist or not because I'm literally saying men are shittier than women. <laughs> yeah, that was a stupid one. Uh, comedy is a lot like suicide. It's either your failed attempt or you're killing. <laughs> okay, something there. Um, guys, I've been trying to use dating apps. Uh, just the other day, I get matched with this girl on Tinder, and her profile bio says, I don't date men with kids. So I start talking to her, ask her what she does for work. She tells me she's a social worker working for the Child Protective Services, and she explains to me they're the people that take kids away from abusive homes. And she asked me, have you heard of them? I said, of course I have, because I actually wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Houston, everybody. That was fantastic. Yay. You can use either of those. Uh, I love the catalytic converter joke. And um, Yeah, I got to record that and post it because it's not going to work in like a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, you, you're almost, you're running out of time on that yeah. one. The kids who made iPhones, though, that'll work forever because uh, <laughs> the yellow emojis. I thought that, and, <laughs> and just on a, just on a really impressive note, um, you memorized it on that emoji joke. Good job. I've seen you for the past couple weeks with your notebook and you memorized it. So everybody clap for art. For yes. No, valuing his own work. It's like a poet when they read it off their iPhone. It's like fucking memorize your own work. And it's a tough one to memorize because it had a lot of weird shit in it. And thank you. Good yeah, job. I, sh I shortened it a lot. Economy of words, right, Colin? Um, what I was going to say was um, there's an emoji movie. And oh, I there just is. yeah, there's a fuck, there's a yeah, it was yeah, a, the a really there was nice a theater res there was a theater release. I just think that's really an emoji movie. There yes, oh, yes. Oh, that. and it 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 makes you cry at the end if you actually pay attention to it. You fucking watch it? I, I fucking watch it. Okay. I used to be a nanny, dude. Okay. Anyway, oh, yes. Just oh. just know there's an emoji movie. Uh, that was a, a I note that I had. And then uh, my other note was the suicide thing. The su uh, comedy is like suicide. Uh, it's like when your parents find out about it, they're like, ah, it's so tragic. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Finish what you said. I didn't hear you. Was it it's like, ah, it's so tragic. You know, it's like, ah, uh, you know, like, you know, you can go like, it's like you, you, when your parents find out, like, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Com really funny joke. Comedy's like suicide. I've always wanted to do it. Um, <laughs> the, the emoji joke. Don't bring up the kids making the phones at the beginning. Wait until you bring it up with the skin tone thing. That way it hits a little bit harder. So I was doing that, and a lot of people wouldn't get it. And I was like, I That's think I have to change it and dumb. explain it. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I used to not talk about it, like not in the setup, and I was just the same color as the kids who made the iPhones. A lot of people be like, huh? Um, it's in my opinion, if if you're telling a joke that's kind of leaning against being against women, <laughs> like the one where it's like, oh, I think there's some, I wouldn't want a woman plumber. Uh, I think you you've got to ha have more punchlines about that, like not not trusting a skinny chef, uh, or maybe you don't want a woman plumber because women don't poop. <laughs> they just don't. They don't know how poop works. They've never pooped in their lives. Yeah. They can't lean over a toilet. They might get their tits flushed down. What's going to happen? <laughs> Um, so whenever you, when you do the, uh, abort, there's no abortion emoji, yeah. the, I always think there's, there is like a baby angel emoji, which is like <laughs> similar enough, but I think there's like stuff you can still work on there where it's like, you're like, what about the bad kids? Or like, I th maybe you tie it back to like the skin tone thing back that you had in the beginning. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's just a note. I forgot about it. See, too many fucking emojis. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 good set art. Uh, I actually wanted to get back to Emily. Uh, so what's the link <laughs> again? <laughs> no, really, what is it? Uh, art, you're else? fantastic. That was wonderful. Clap your hands together cool. for Art Galustian. <laughs> Yay! All right, we have one last comic we're going to do comments for. I'm so glad we're back to this. It's so much fun, I think. And, and then we've got room for everybody. Don't worry. Uh, but clap your hands together and keep paying attention and take notes and everything like that for Raphael Wolfgang. Yay! Woo-woo! How we doing, everybody? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Beautiful, beautiful crowd here tonight. So um, I saw something really weird the other day. Uh, I was walking down the street, uh, and I was walking through San Francisco, and I walked past a park, and I saw something crazy. I saw a bunch of kids playing in the park, and I saw a pedophile. And I saw... Yeah. A pedophile in the park. I was the only fucking one who saw him. No one else realized he was a pedophile. I was the only one who noticed. And no, I wasn't looking at myself. Ha ha. I wasn't looking at myself. No, I was looking through my binoculars. <laughs> but no, no. I, wa <laughs> I was bird watching <laughs> at, at the playground. <laughs> Naked. No, but it's besides the point. That's not the joke. That's not the joke. <laughs> um, I saw the pedophile and I was the only one who realized he was a pedophile. I was like, what the fuck? Like, he had all the hallmarks of a pedophile, right? He was skinny. He's got big glasses. You know, skinny mustache, driving a white van. And his disguise was shitty. His disguise was shit. All he did is just cut a hole out the side of the white van and start serving ice cream to kids and playing music. Kids are running out of their fucking houses with money in their fucking hands. And I was like, what the fuck? This is insane. How didn't I think of that? But uh, <laughs> um, I forget the end of that joke. I'm a pedophile, I think, is the end of the joke. I think, that's it. I think that was it, yeah. <laughs> So um, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about uh, water polo. Uh, do you guys uh, do you guys know what water polo is? Clap if you guys know. Clap, clap if you know what water polo is. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Some people. So um, for those of you who don't, water polo is basically like a soccer in the water, but you use your hands, right? There's like two soccer goals, and uh, it's a very physical sport. Most of the game is like played underwater. And there's a lot, and and so there's a lot of cheating in water polo because the refs can't see what's going on underwater. 
right? So if you want to, like, hurt your opponent, right, you can kind of, like, scratch him, you can punch him, or you can squeeze his balls. And that's really the most effective way to fucking, you know, hurt your opponent. And uh, that is 100% true. By the way, that's not a joke. I've been grabbing balls competitively for, like, 15 years. And, um, like, the first time I got my balls grabbed, I was 10, and uh, that had nothing to do with water polo. But the <laughs> second time I got my balls grabbed, I was 13, and that fucking hurt. The first one kind of felt good. The second one, though, that one really fucking hurt. Getting your balls grabbed is a little bit like getting nuked, because there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is just nuke them back, and then you have a kid of the birth defect one day. But <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend the other day about the ball grabbing, though, and uh, she, she asked me a weird question. She goes, do you, do you count those ball grabs? I was like, what do you mean? She goes, do you put those ball grabs in the same list as the women you've had sex with? And I was like, no, babe, of course not. I've grabbed way more balls. Why the fuck would I do that shit to myself? <laughs> what on earth would I do that? Not because, it's not like because it would be like bisexual or anything. Let's do a little math. I've had sex with uh, three women, and if I count the 400 balls I've grabbed, that's gay, isn't it, guys? <laughs> Pretty much just gay. That's <laughs> It's not bisexual at all. Fucking three pussies and 400 balls is not the ratio of a straight man. That's the ratio of a gay guy who's had sex with three trans men, maybe. But uh, definitely not a straight guy. I can't even fucking defend myself. If you saw the list in person, it would be I would just be like knee deep in a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit of testicles. You guys would be like, hey, you're gay, right? And I'm like, what? No, ho hold on, wait. Got a pussy right here. Ha, gotcha, see? There's a kid in there too. No, but no. <laughs> Fifteen years competitive ball grabbing, guys. You know, you know what that does to your psyche. Do you have any idea what that does to your brain? The other day, this gay guy came up to me and he asked me. He was like, "Hey, you want to have some gay sex? Come on, let's have some gay sex." And I was like, "Oh, dude, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. I'm, I don't really want to do that. No, no, I'm good." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to play some water polo?" <laughs> And I was like, well, <laughs> don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. That's my time, guys. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Yay, Raphael Wolfgang. Yay. That was lovely. Yay. I like your water Um, So um, conservation of language, that's what Colin always says. You're, uh, we'll just open with you're too good looking to be a comedian, so you have to work three times as hard as all the ugly people. Uh, and <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm not hitting on your boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, it, no, it really is hard for white guys, though. I, I do feel for you, though, because it's hard to, no, it's hard. It, there's a lot of white guys telling jokes, and it's hard to differentiate yourself, and you're being the ball grabber, and I like it. Um, <laughs> if, you. you're gonna, if you're going to do the hidden Japan <laughs> joke, if you're going to do the hidden Japan joke, I'd throw in fat man little boy, because you're talking about pedophiles anyway. You did the h hidden Japan nuclear bomb joke about, oh, oh, um, right, right. so it's sort of like an oblique joke where you barely mention it, but you don't mention it, but I got it, where you're like, oh, they're going to have birth effects if they blah, blah, blah. You did a little joke where you were basically talking about, oh, like, right. a bomb, right? Yeah, yeah. So then if you're going to do a joke about that, I'd throw Fat Man and Little Boy were the names of the bombs that they oh, put on Hiroshima oh, and Nagasaki. And since you were talking about pedophilia earlier, it... I'm sorry Smart. if I'm teaching you too much, but you can look <laughs> it up later. But fat man and little boy, look it up. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Other you're people right, with right. comments. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's good set. Th I'm just saying extra weird things, yeah, layers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a potential when you're talking about how many balls you've grabbed to uh, visually or physically quantify that in, in different contexts. You're like, 
Imagine you're in a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> it's full of balls. Right, That's yeah. how many balls I've grabbed. Right, you know, right, something yeah. like just more. Because like the uh, Chuck E. Cheese ball pit of balls, I think it's it was a lot great. Of balls. And right, I think right. you could do more examples of that and turn it into a repetitive bit. And okay. a Ford Fiesta is a party. Um, one thing I was gonna say was uh, the the pedophile in the park. Bring it back some other time, like one more time throughout the 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 set. Like I think it'd be really funny. Oh, sure, like sure. yeah, especially like it's like the pedophile in the park. You know, it's like yeah, it was me or like or uh, but bring it back. Like uh, he ended up being like your water polo ne- nemesis or something. Like you know, or like a water polo coach. It was like wait, it was actually you know like you know. I'm just saying, I think you could bring him back one more time. Sure. Hey. Hello. Uh, as an audience, uh, sometimes I was about to laugh, but then you kept speaking. You know, like uh, oh. sometimes you had a funny line, but then you kept speaking, or you were laughing. Okay, that's good so feedback. So wait for laughs. You know, you gotta give. If I'm an audience, you, I need time to laugh mm. and absorb. So then you can. But you are laughing or you're speaking. Right. But line is funny, but it's like a wasted. So just to keep. He said, "Try shutting the fuck up." <laughs> 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 Thank you, Art. I'm kidding. Um, I like the ball grabbing joke. I feel like you could make it tighter. Ah. No, no, that's not. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not what I was trying to do. Like, like make it shorter. Um, and then when you were talking about like the hefty, <laughs> yeah, make it more dense. We talking about the gay sex? Like, I envision like some guy like randomly grabs your balls, and your instinct is to grab his balls back, cause like that's what she did in like water polo or something. Yeah, I've, I've played with some stuff like that. You played with some yeah, stuff I've, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's played with those balls before. He's played with. No those further balls. comments. Uh, I have two. One, you compare water polo and soccer. You need to say water polo. It's like soccer, but somehow even gayer. And then I would suggest just I would suggest just spending time with gay people because we don't just go up to someone and say, "Hey, do you want to have gay sex?" Come on, Colin. He also played water polo. So what I say what I say what I say is, "Do you like motorcycles? Do you want to go for a ride?" Do you? Clap your hands together, everybody, for Wolfgang Amadeus. Well, we did it. We brought the joke workshop back, and now, yay. 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 And we'll be doing that every week. We'll have those uh, sets in the middle, and just let me know on the pre-sign. All right. He's been patient all night. Clap your hands together for Anthony. Hello. Jared's friend. Hi. I've um, been trying to get more in touch with my Italian heritage Woo! lately. Um, not for culture or virtues. I want to be more confidently racist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and pre-diabetic. Um, uh, I miss when relationships are more simple. Um, men and women have their roles. The breadwinner fucking housewife who's chill, but uh, I want a hunter-gatherer relationship where I uh, hunt for Nike Vapor Max on eBay, <laughs> and she 
gathers by shoplifting bath bombs from Whole Foods. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, misogyny is bad. Um, <laughs> it's a bad thing. Um, hysteria used to be a diagnosable physical illness, so you can send your wife to the fucking psych ward because you lost an argument <laughs> about who fed the quail or some shit. Um, you think about it, Salem Witch Trials is kind of like a reverse Me Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I don't know why they called it misogyny, though. That sounds like a field of study. <laughs> Call someone a misogynist, they're like, nah, dude, I, I got kicked out of med school. Um, <laughs> for, calling, for calling bitches whores in the quad. <laughs> uh, shit, what else? Oh, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not far from insanity uh, at all. Two Red Bulls, three hits of dispensary weed take me out of society easily. Uh, I'm not far from a lot of things. I think I had a DMV trip recently that almost made me join ISIS. Um, I was like, shit, yeah, we are the enemy, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I had a compliment that almost made me gay. Yeah, so that's cool. I found that out. I guess uh, if when your attention starved, compliment from a gay man will make you think about it, uh, <laughs> for sure. It wasn't a compliment. He said I look like I have long but small balls. Um, <laughs> uh, do I have anything? That's it, yeah. Thanks. Hell yeah, keep your hands clapping for Anthony. Another just gem giving his time back to the room. All right, we're moving right along. We have five comics left. Everybody, clap your hands together for your next comedian, Johnny Knutson. Yeah, I think that's my my first mistake. He's the Niners, just covered in pug hair shirt. You know, it was like tucked in too. You know, I took my shirt off. Tucking in your shirt with your sweatpants is not the move. <laughs> I don't know, because it's like you're put together in no ways, <laughs> you know? No, I'm not sure. Um, people always ask me if I have an accent, you know? I'm like, no, nah, I think I'm just dumb. <laughs> and that's just how I talk. <laughs> you know, it's like very jointed. No, but I did do, I'm like, I don't know, like, I, don't know, like I did do a 23andMe, you know? And um, it turns out that uh, you're not supposed to come in the vial. Uh, <laughs> they want your saliva, so. If anyone has a spare 23 and me file, hook a brother up. So I think I got a bad batch because my re results came back, and uh, it turns out that all my ancestors did meth. You know? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I'm depressed, you know? I mean, sweatpants. But uh, someone was like, you know, have you ever tried antidepressants? You know, I'm like, yeah, I, I took Zoloft, you know, for a little bit, and I didn't like it because, like, two months in, I just started to like reading, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm a little, I'm a little happier, but I'm a fucking nerd now, <laughs> you know. So I don't know, I don't like that. <laughs> it's just uncomfortable, just lying to women at bars about books that I think they might like. No, I don't know. So I had to get off those. <laughs> Definitely in a better place now. A um, little bit, a little bit about me. Um, I have two really hot sisters, you know. It's like a really weird thing. Um, 
And uh, my brother is like, yeah, you, you really got to stop saying that on stage. <laughs> He's like, dude, that's, that's just weird. <laughs> Can you imagine what mom would think? <laughs> my sisters are like, thank you for calling us hot, but everything else is pretty disturbing. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just my cross to bear. Um, I don't know. Thank God they're hot, though, because if they were ugly, I mean, I'd just be wasting your time talking about ugly sisters, you know? <laughs> stupid <laughs> um yeah they think i need to like uh go to therapy you know but i don't know therapies i like did that once and i'd like met with a therapist but like every time i went to therapy i just wanted to lie because i wanted to like bang the therapist you know he's like what are you thinking i'm like i don't think i should tell you <laughs> what i'm thinking <laughs> i see a couch a weird room <laughs> i don't know i'm impressed by all your accolades she's like no seriously um like how's your sex life uh Fucking great. What do you <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> no, I don't know. I kinda fucked that up to be honest. I feel really nervous right now, so forgive me. Um I think it's all the Sudafed that I took today. <laughs> I'm just jacking my blood pressure up. No. Um The first time that I ever saw tits was during a capture the flag game, so that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I think that's like the greatest capture the flag game of all time. I was probably like six or seven and I like you know, we're like run around my friend's house. It was right before Thanksgiving too, so it's a very joyous time, you know. And I like busted through this door, and all of a sudden, it's my friend's mom, and she was naked. And I go, and she goes, "Wow, I'm so sorry you had to see this." Like, I'm sorry I have to leave. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then during Thanksgiving, I was just so thankful that I got to see my first pair of just perfect areolas, you know, age seven. I like that you three like <laughs> the Jared section. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Um, um, I've been seeing, like, a lot of driverless cars. Did I get the horn? All right. I've been seeing a lot of driverless cars, and I'll end up with this. I saw a driverless car the other day just blaring that song, Promiscuous, and there was no one in it. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? <laughs> That's all I have to say. I was just confused. It was, it was such a great song and such a weird sight, so I don't know. Uh, thanks, everyone. That's all my time. You're absolutely right. It's frightening seeing those driverless cars. Uh, that was super funny. Your next comedian, um, CJ, you're on the list because I saw you were here. Are you still here, CJ? CJ was here. Is she outside smoking? Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to Sheridan, uh, Sheridan Boutros, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I'm freezing. I'm good now. Um, oh, is this the right one? Chlamydia one. Good. Good. I'm excited about it. Okay, so I was, uh, some of you know from my, my last, set, I, was, I was married for five years, um, and I don't do the whole blame thing, you know, we're just different. Uh, like, like, I'm an introvert, and he's a pervert. That was the main way. And, and you know, you never know these relationships. Like, they start out so sweet, and they start out so uh, loving, and He'd say, Sheridan, you have big, beautiful eyes. You have big, beautiful eyes. And then near the end, he was like, do you have cataracts? So, um, oh, so, but I am dating again. Um, I'm out there. I, yeah, I'm trying. I'm, it's, a, it's a slow start. Thank you. And um, so I was sort of flirt texting, you know, experimenting with this. And I, and I wrote something silly. And then I wrote, I want you to see my girliness. But autocorrect corrected it to, I want you to see my girl anus. 
I'm like, how do I end? Do I just go with it? So I'm like, uh, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, you know, what else are you going to show me? And I'm like, I, I don't know, my, uh, my lady boobs and my dude feet, my dude feet, because it's not all roses. Uh, so we're, uh, so I was in the, the mission uh, earlier today, and they, someone called me uh, a prostitute, and then, like, less than a minute later, though, someone asked me if I was a social worker. So, you know, I get it. I, I'm the prostitute who cares. I just want you to get a heart on. Can I give you a head and a hug? <laughs> you can pay me in candy kisses. Bring me your tired, your huddled, and your horny. That's my tribute to New York. I used to live there. Okay. So, um, so I was... I was really excited about this article that um, so I set aside I was going to go back to. Uh, it was called Sex in the, the Netherlands. But when I finally read it, I got it wrong. It was Sex with a Neanderthal. Uh, and it, I did read it, though, finally. I, and it turns out it's what you'd think it would be like, right? Se having sex with a Neanderthal is like having sex with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> so it, it, is, it is what you're thinking. Uh, so I wanted to give this, uh, this homeless guy a, a dollar. Um, a, a couple days ago, I was with my coworker, and he said, oh, don't do that. He's just going to spend it on drugs and alcohol. And I was thinking, well, that's where it's going if I keep it. <laughs> quite frankly, quite frankly. So, you know, I'm getting, I try to get my, my hair cut and trimmed, whatever. And, you know, I was thinking about it. Getting your hair trimmed is like going to the gynecologist. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you're wearing a gown. You know something's going on back there. You can't see it, but you hope it's going well. The only difference is at the end, the gynecologist doesn't bring out a big mirror and show you his work. <laughs> That's the big difference. Okay, I'm going to leave you on that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Fun night. We have a couple comedians left. Hey, is oh your check's right there. Um, hey, did did CJ come back in? She didn't. Uh, Goldie Goldie West is Goldie West still here? Yeah, everybody, put your hands together for Gold E West. Yay! How's everybody doing? I'm uh, I'm fucking tired. Um, uh, I uh, I don't really go out a lot, so this might as well have been SF Sketchfest to me. Uh, thank you very much to all the comedians that performed. Uh, let's just give everybody a round of applause. Um, I uh, this is definitely better than a concert, uh, for one, because it didn't cost literally an arm and a leg. Um, Playboy Cardi dropped a song called Arm and Leg, and like, you know, it's nice. I was like, this is lit, but like also, I don't know, like, I, I, it's, it's, it's kind of like if your landlord raised the rent and then they came through and they were like, hey, you live in a really, really nice apartment unit. That shit is, wow. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was supposed to, well, I don't want to say I was supposed to be a rapper, but, like, 
I, uh, I had the opportunity. Uh, somebody wanted to sign me uh, back when I was in college. Um, I was smoking with a bunch of friends inside of a bathroom, as you do. Um, well, we were all smoking, and, you know, uh, we were smoking on Backwood number one, uh, making our way to Backwood number two. Uh, my friend Brian was in the corner rolling number two, and know we're having a good time we're smoking where the conversation is getting less and less stimulating but more and more entertaining um and you know we're we're having fun uh my boy christian's over sitting on the side of the bathtub he's freestyling and like the whole time this guy sitting on the sink across the room he's just kind of fucking staring at me like and I'm, I'm, I see it, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, uh, unlike, unlike a lot of y'all, like, I'm a real fucking, I'm a, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a real faggot, okay, like, in y'all, like, I, I don't do that, all right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pretending, I'm not experimenting, okay, I, I really fucking do this shit, dog, so. So he looking at me and I'm and I'm like, hey, like, if he wants to fucking do something, then he better say something. But <laughs> but I mean, you know, like it's it's fine. I'ma just chill. We're smoking. I this is this is the task at hand. If I want to do anything after extracurriculars, he better hit me up at office hours, okay? So I we're smoking, we're smoking, he's spitting. We're in intermission between backwood one and backwood two. So you know, everybody's doing their stuff, taking a break. That was a great backwood, wasn't it? Yeah, great, you know? Um, and, and this guy, he, he, he walks over to me finally, and I'm like, all right, here we go. This is, it's happening. He's like, hey, you rap? I'm like, uh, no. Um, he, he, he's like, you want to? I'm like, what? Um, uh, I, no, I mean, like, I, I did. I wanted to, maybe as a kid, but, like, I'm not lyrically gifted, like my boy Christian over here, you know, I'm trying to get him signed. He's like, that don't matter. You got the look, son. Like, what's up? You trying to do this? I'm like, uh, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking maybe I could because I'm kind of liking the deal. He looks like he's, he's got the lean belly, so I know he's got the, I know he's got the money for it. And I tell him, no, 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 I got to do school. I'm sorry, I can't do it. He goes, school? Man, fuck that. And I, I, you know, he's starting to walk away. The blunt is coming around to me, right? This nigga fucking takes the blunt, <laughs> smokes it, walks back to the sink. So now the rotation started all over again. <laughs> I fucked it up for me and six other people. This is a tiny little bathroom, but you know, we got 12 deep. Uh, I think that's all I got for you guys. Cause that's... <laughs> That was fantastic. Was that your first time? That was your first time here. Thank you for being here. First time here, yay! All right, we got two left. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Melinda Adams! Yay! Buses on strike, I wanna raise literally so much taller than me. Okay, hi. Okay, this is my first time doing comedy. Though my therapist says I'm hilariously funny, and she was last during her sessions, so she's like, keep doing that. So I'm going to start off, uh, she wants me to do dark comedy, because that's my life. 
And she <laughs> wanted me to get real personal, but I'm going to start with the low-hanging fruit and do another less personal set. So um, I just recently saw the movie Cocaine Bear. Has anyone seen Cocaine Bear? <laughs> Fabulous movie. Loved it. I was sort of sad it didn't come out around Valentine's Day. I thought it would be the perfect Valentine's Day movie. Now, why? Because, well, what's regular? The regular Valentine's movies are those stupid rom-com things, right? What is the chance I'm really going to have a funny, meet cute thing with a, meet with a straight, single <laughs> guy who has a job and is emotionally available in San Francisco? None, right? But Cocaine Bear is based on a true story. I feel like it is more likely that I will be mauled by a cocaine bear than meet a, you know, a, have a meet cute dating moment. Um, and I mean, maybe not cocaine bear because I don't get out in the woods and there isn't a lot of bears involved except for in the Castro and San Francisco. And they're all on cocaine, but none of them would be interested in mauling me. Um, so, but a pit bull on meth in the mission? That. I think those percentages are high that I would get <laughs> mauled by one of them. I mean, really high. And I could see a meet cute moment coming from that. I mean, with the owner of the pit bull, you know, I would be lying on the ground bleeding, and he'd run over, you know, bend down, look me deep in the eyes, and whisper in my ears, tell the cops about me or my dog or my meth, I will kill you, and I will kill your whole family. <laughs> Oh my God, the guy already wants to meet my family, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but also, Cocaine Bear would be the best Valentine's Day movie because what cute, adorable toy do women love for Valentine's Day that makes them all gush like teenage girls? <laughs> no, we gush for those, but not with any, and nothing to do with you. Um, but no, the... Uh, the little teddy bears with the holding the hearts, right? Oh, sure. Okay, now imagine co a stuffed cocaine bear doll holding a human heart. How cute is that, right? <laughs> no, it's horrible. Um, I mean, so I feel like that was good merchandising, and cocaine bear has like a, sh um, a life on its own. It could be have sequels. I don't know if anyone saw the story in the news about 3.5 um, tons of cocaine ending up in the Pacific Ocean. So next thing, cocaine shark, right? Ah! Fuck yeah! Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, and cocaine shark, which I think needs to be done by the Sci-Fi Channel, who needs to stop just playing Harry Potter and the Fast and the Furious movies over and over and over again. I get that that's appealing to adolescent boys who all want to think they want to become men with fast cars, or they're just re relating to the fact that they're boys now who play a lot with their wands and think it's magical. Mm. But yeah, I mean, but getting back to the sharks, you know, Cocaine Shark would be the great thing for the Sci-Fi Channel because the Sci-Fi Channel used to do all those great wacky shark movies. Octa Shark, um, Two-Headed Shark, Three-Headed Shark, Four-Headed Shark, Ghost Shark, Sharknado, one through eight. <laughs> <laughs> zombie, bo zombie Shark, Trailer, um, trailer Park Shark, Santa Shark, and just so you know, I'm not making this shit up. I've wasted time saying all these things. I mean, there's a shitload of them out there. I mean, there was just, yeah. And I don't understand why, you know, that's where they have to do that, because, you know, that would be so much better. I love the shark movies. My cat loves the shark movies. 
My cat, uh, you know, because we'd watch them together and eat sushi, you know. And my cat loved that because, okay, big fish, you know, shark, eats human. Cat eats fish. Cat is at the top of the food chain. Which brings me to my last apex predator on drugs movie would be with Cocaine Cat. You know, because I can see it now. Because if anyone's seen the trailers, you've all seen the trailers, right? I don't know. Well, maybe not. But there was that great song that with the one with the, oh, wrap it up. Never mind. Okay. I didn't hear the horn. Missed the horn completely. I'm done, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melinda, you were amazing. And that was your first time. And you were incredible. And, uh, and usually people get four minutes. And you got to do five. But the only reason I cut you off is because... I'm the only person left with time, so I was being selfish as fuck. But everybody clap for Melinda, because that was amazing, and that was a great first time, and you were memorized, and you, cocaine shark, and I can't believe they haven't already done it. All right, it's, I'm the last comment. Clap for me. Hi, everybody. I just got jury duty. Ooh, no, not so boo, not so boo. So on March 20th, I have to do jury duty. And I really don't have a problem with jury duty because they never choose me. <laughs> Duh, because I'm like super biased. Even when I lived in San Diego in the Republican, like the, oh my God, it's a soul-sucking wasteland of Lexuses down there. Um, <laughs> and I used to live down there. And oh my God, it was so great. So my first time that they called me for jury duty, I was like, this is so great, I don't have to go to work this week and I just get to like sit in here and it's so fun. And, and I was like, oh, I get $7, but you know, I'm getting by anyway. So I sat there and they say, oh, juror number nine or whatever and you're up there. And this is a long time ago. So they asked me, and it was a DUI case, so this is before my first DUI. So I didn't even have any <laughs> like context or concept about it. And so I'm sitting there and they had said, juror number seven, how do you feel about cops? And I was like, I like them, they're nice. Like they've always like gone out of their way for me and that's super great. And they were like, juror seven, get the fuck out of here. And <laughs> I was like, yes. And then the judge stopped and said, I could hold you in contempt of court, young lady. I was in my late 20s. And, and he was like, you shouldn't do that. Having your civic duty is important, and how dare you? And I could hold you and get them. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just excited because I didn't drink. And so I went outside, and then I was like, yes, you get chosen. Okay. So then I moved up to San Francisco, and they called me in for jury duty. And this is exciting because I'd already started being a comedian. So, of course, I brought tons of flyers. And when I was outside, I left them all outside. And I'm like, I got flyers outside, everybody. I'm a comedian. <laughs> and so I was giving away flyers. And they put me in, and they were like, okay, we're going to make you into juror 11 spot. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so you had to go around the room, and you say your name and your job. And I was like, my name is Pam Benjamin, and I am a stand-up comedian. And they were like, ooh, yeah. So then they start the dumb little trial. And it's so funny because, well, they didn't start it. They were trying to choose people. And there was a girl, um, there was a rich cunt, and there was a rich old cunt. And they were both standing there, and they were like, these are two dentists, and one dentist is old, and he sold his practice to another dentist for $4 million, and all of the people were supposed to go with it. And then she started and kind of sucked as a dentist, and all the people left to his other buddy over there. So she's suing the old guy for $4 million. And they say, juror number 11, what do you think about this? And I'm like, two rich cunts fighting over money? Like, are you kidding? I'm a stand-up comedian. Or, and if you're going to come to my show, I didn't say that. 
But whatever I said was something about two rich people fighting over nothing when people had no shoes in the street. And they were like, and everybody laughed. I was like, ah, the whole room laughed. And I was like, ooh, that's like a night. That's like real audience right there. And they all laughed. <laughs> and I'm like throwing, you know, I'm like throwing flyers. I was like, paper airplanes to everyone. I wasn't doing that, but kind of. The mental airplanes. But I was like, I'm a socialist, and these two capitalists can suck my dick. And they said, you're number 11. Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, all right, that's great. So, <laughs> so they're calling me back in on the 20th. And I'm kind of excited because I hope I get called again because I can have a captive audience. <laughs> right? I kind of want to go to jury duty. Like, you like you guys think I get paid to be here? I might as well be in, and it's cold here. It's warm in the fucking courthouse. I'll be there all day. Like, they have free Wi-Fi there? What the fuck am I doing here? I could be there. It was, it was like, why don't homeless people just get jury duty? They could have somewhere. It's raining right now. They could be inside. Okay, that was four minutes. Okay, thank you guys all for being here tonight. Woo! Yay. I have jury duty soon, and I can't wait. Honestly, what an opportunity to market. Um, bye, people there, and um, bye, people here. Were there any other, like, there was a Mo, Mo, Mo was here, and then someone else. You, you're real people. Who the fuck are you guys? Not you and the people behind you. You're all just fucking people? Okay, thanks for being here. <laughs> Dear God. Um, Oh, fuck yeah. You guys are amazing. The, the, you, the Jared boys. If anybody wants to, if you ever want to give money to Mutiny Radio, you just do that there. But we do stuff all the time. And uh, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time. Yay, bye, yay. We did it. We all did it. No. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick O. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. 
Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. 